Welcome, everybody. This is BMP Weekly, episode 209. It is 8th of November. (laughs) Wow. This is what happens when you spend one week in Las Vegas, right? So <laughs> yes, you yes, I, I, you were there for a week, but it feels like half year. <laughs> That's true. That you is grew so older true. by half year being yes. a week in Vegas. That that is so true. <laughs> I think to, at the amount of noises and interactions and all of that, for sure, you know, made me older than six months. <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah, so. 209, it is 8th of May. My name is Sasha Ivonen. I'm a principal product manager in Microsoft 365 platform areas. Last week I was in Las Vegas. We had the Microsoft 365 conference, and I, yeah. And now it's Monday. We're back home. Woohoo! With me as a co host. <laughs> yes, in my own home. Hey, everybody. My name is Valik Mazdegas, and I am cloud developer advocate for Microsoft 365 at Microsoft. And I was in my own home. I wasn't in Vegas last week, which is why I have an age. And to me, it's still 8th of May. Yes, exactly, exactly. Well, it's to be, with all the honesty, it was actually quite exciting to be in Vegas. Um, yes, there's, there's the downside of being in Vegas, but, you know, uh, it's it's. I, I tend to do this in a way that uh, I focus only on the work, 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 and then um, having, staying in MC, MGM and, and having the conference center in MGM, and you can minimize all of that extra noise, it's, it's okay. Uh, well, you can't minimize noise in Las Vegas, but, you know, so... <laughs> Extra things, what you need to deal with. Are you trying to say that maybe you need the whole the you know flaps as they put on a horse just to make it? Yeah, exactly. Don't worry about anything else. Like focus on your path. Just follow your path. (laughs) Yes. No, it's okay. It's 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 kind of a. It's been a while since we've been in Vegas. Um, When was last time? Twenty nineteen? Twenty eighteen? I can't remember. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, yeah, I think I've I've been there two or three two times. I think. Yeah, but maybe three three times. Yeah, I was first time yeah. there in 2014, so nothing has really changed. Um, but what was kind of cool no. to see, yeah, nothing has really changed. It, I, I think the, the the best thing is is to see the people anyway and focus on the people, oh, and yeah. then then all all of that additional thing is just extra. Um, and, and I had an opportunity. Actually, David Warner was with his family there, uh, so Davis was delivering also workshops and sessions, and then. On the Thursday night, yes, Thursday night, we went to see the Guardians of Galaxy number three in a, a movie theater, which was outside of Vegas Strip, which is actually really cool because then you really? get to sit in a car to see the, the you know, a bit longer ride, 20 minutes, and see ah. what is outside of the Strip as well. So that was really cool. Interesting. I recall, I recall once, uh, way back when, when we were at the MVP Summit, I went to the uh, cin- cinema in Bellevue. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's really cool. It was uh, werewolf or wolf. Uh, Anyway, just but it was like we went as as tourists to a U.S. cinema, basically to get an experience with huge chairs and small popcorn, which is like a gallon. Yes, Yes, exactly, exactly. (laughs) You're like I could eat with my whole family for a week from this. Yes, true, true. So it's a great cinema, by the way. At least it they and they in there you can actually order beers and drinks and all of that stuff as well. So in that cinema, oh. it's it's actually pretty cool. So now not in this one last week, the one within the Richmond. That's what I mean. Um, in cinema or, or yeah. in Bellevue. No, no. So I was in the one in Bellevue. Not, not Oh, okay. Not so that's Redmond. different. Yeah, the Richmond yes. Town Center used to be at least a certain kind. It's When have I last time been in Richmond? This is awkward. So one of the weirdest things, by the way, before we move to the interview and all of the topics, uh, in the strip of Las Vegas, long flights and all of that stuff, when I was flying home from Vegas and to Helsinki, I flew through Seattle. And that is was surreal to land on the Seattle 
Seattle airport, given the fact that I've been flying to Seattle like quite a few times within my you know career in Microsoft. And you land on Seattle, you go to the Seattle, uh, the Terminal S, which is the international, and then you're sitting there, it's like, wait, I'm in this terminal, which I typically am when I'm coming back from why office. Why am I here? But I wasn't yeah, in the office. Why, why am I in the office, but why am I here? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> why? So that was kind of cool. Uh, and it, of course, it was raining as well. So no, no surprises ah, there. So. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> cool. Anyway. Today, uh, we have a relatively new MVP as the visitor, and the visitor is Milan Holemans from Belgium. From Belgium, yes, your neighbor country. Is it like, is it the Netherlands and Belgium? Is it the same as in Finland and Sweden? So, you know, make fun yeah. out of it each other. And... Oh, yeah, man, making fun of each other. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So, we're not making fun of Milan in this interview, though. So. Definitely. Oh, we kind of lost that opportunity now. <laughs> <laughs> because we recorded that already. Even, Missed yeah, opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> we will get back. It's to actually... it. we, will, we will see. I mean, that only works. That that works. That works the best in person, in a yeah, way. Yeah, that's true. That is true. That's true. That is true. Yeah, the weirdest thing is is Irvin, who lives in Germ- uh, in Sweden nowadays, but he's based in Dutch uh, from Netherlands, so it's like complicated. Who's he's gonna make fun yeah, out? But of. he's been so. in Sweden for a while now, so I don't know. Yeah, like, that's fair. That's fair. How 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 Dutch is he still? Like it rubs off at some point. Like <laughs> That's beyond fair. certain point, like you you don't get to call yourself. I don't know. Cool. Anyway, let's jump on the interview with Milan, uh, which was already recorded, and it was fun. Hey, let's actually jump. It in. was really cool. It was really cool. Thank you, Milan, uh, joining on the PMP Weekly episode two hundred and nine. Uh, good to have you on our show. Can you do a quick intro so who we are and what are you do for a living, and then we'll move forward from there. Sure. Um, my name is Milan. Uh, I'm a Microsoft 365 consultant located in Belgium. Yeah, Microsoft 365 consultant is quite broad, but we mainly focus on SharePoint development. Um, what I basically do the whole day is digitalizing and automating business processes of our customers so they become much more efficient. Um, yeah, we use their SharePoint development, so front-end SPFX development to back-end Azure services, but also Power Automate, Power Apps, these kind of things. Um, And in my spare time, I'm also active on GitHub as well uh, as a CLI for Microsoft 365 maintainer, which also consumes quite a lot of my free time. That's about it in a nutshell. Now let's and actually. You are an MVP, and you are an MVP, and you are an MVP. MVP. Yes, yeah, Microsoft that, 365 developer oh, yeah, MVP. Thing, right? Yeah, <laughs> yes. that also. <laughs> yes, yes. Congratulations on that. That's relatively new. Well, relatively new. It depends on yeah. perspective, right? March 2020, but, right now. <laughs> <laughs> September, first of September 2022. Okay, so less than a year. So that's that's yes. congratulations on that as well. Um, did you, by the way, just uh, we're, we're putting a, on the on we are recording this. Did you have a chance to go to the MVP summit or attending any of the sessions? So let's not talk about the content too much, but mm, yeah, I'd love to attend it uh, physically sometime. But uh, this year I did it digitally, so from yep. home. Um, yeah, it was also quite late when they announced that it was possible to go over there. So yeah. Hopefully next year, but uh, this year it was digitally. 
but yep. still cool. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, cool to know at least some of the upcoming features and announcement in yeah. build. <laughs> we know about them. <laughs> right, Waldek? No. <laughs> yes, there will be there will be a release, and we're going to announce. We're going to announce a thing or a few things. So no, just. <laughs> yes. Now, can we can let's go back on your day to day work a bit, and let's let's uh, talk about that one one a bit. So you're saying that the SharePoint is still a thing. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was never a thing. It, was there a time where it wasn't a thing? <laughs> so what does it what does it actually mean the UI if you're building UI SPFX what kind of things are you you're building for the customers so what what um, good examples of, of that yeah most of the time just custom reports tailored to the customer or uh, list view command sets so uh, to yeah automate things uh, at list so they have to do less clicks <laughs> because people are lazy but uh yeah <laughs> mainly these kind of things um but yeah also spfx web parts connected to azure functions on azure these kind of things also happen um yeah what would be the let's say if we, that's the technology but what is the actual business scenarios any any examples of what are the typical things surfacing business data in the portals or is that that a thing or what kind the of thing? The weather in Belgium today. Yes, the weather report, of course, <laughs> and the lunch. Yes, that's easy. Yes. Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, most of the things. Um, it depends a bit, um, but for list view command sets, for example, to connect lists with each other. So if they click that button, something will happen in another list and that will trigger a flow, for example. These kind of things happen. Yeah, um, yeah for web parts, that depends. Basically, most of the time, overviews uh, where people can also do things, yeah, start new business processes, these kind of things. Yeah, yeah. it's it's very specific from customer to customer. So, yeah. And and just out of curiosity on the Power Platform side as well, how often do you actually see the Power Platform being used? Is that a every single project? Um, mm, we use Power Automate quite often. Um, yeah. Most of the time for scheduled tasks, for example, or just to do quick um, yeah, automations on a list, for example. Um, power apps we do as well, but less. Um, yeah. But yeah, it it kind of depends. I I like to do power apps, but yeah, actually SPFX is much faster. It also <laughs> it's also more development, but but yeah, you have to weigh the one to the other. Um, yeah. So yeah, it it really depends. How would you make that decision? How do you compare Power, Power Apps is low code? It's not no code for sure because this yeah. is more like low code versus SPFX. But what would be the decision making factor for from your perspective? Well, if it's uh, an easy app that goes between the lines that Microsoft drew for us, then it's quite easy to to set up a Power App in a few clicks, and it's yeah. The, the, the development time is much less than an SPFX component. But in my opinion, if it gets 
getting too complicated and advanced, then yeah, I'm most of the time fighting against the Power Apps framework instead of... Yeah. Uh, then it's helping me. So then I choose an SPFX web part or component. Yeah, makes sense. One thing, one, one thing I want to ask you about, right? Because you mentioned quite a few things, right? Like you mentioned that in your work, you use SPFX, you use things on Azure. Now you mentioned Power Platform, Power Automate, Power Apps. Mm-hmm. Uh, I bet there's also a part of, of AAD in there, probably also Graph, maybe some teams. So in other words, like it's all over the place. It's like you really span all of the, our clouds. Like there are folks internally and myself who are very much, you know, thinking about team developers or SharePoint developers or graph developers. Is that is that a thing or do you really think more like no 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 like we really cut through all of them and we are just really M365 devs? Um it kinda depends, I think. I I know how to build a power app and I can do advanced stuff but i'm not saying that i'm an expert in power apps because yeah the the thing there is you always think in another language like typescript and c sharp and stuff and yeah that doesn't work over there so you always have to look up things uh they work differently there so i'm definitely not an expert but that's what i also like about my job it's it's very yeah, one day you can do Power Automate, the other day Power Apps, then an SPFX web part. So yeah, it's not always the same, and I quite like that. But I also have colleagues that say, no, I only want to do uh, Azure development, so Azure Functions, and that's their choice, of course. So yeah, right. How how often do you actually end up having an Azure piece on those implementations? Um, always or most of the times or in the past it was more than now because i think now the business use cases are are changing or something so most of the time we don't really need it but yeah sometimes uh when using when you're building an uh, spfx web art and you need elevated privileges or something so more privileges than the current user has then yeah, we basically set up an, uh, an Azure function that does the job for that user. Um, yeah, but most of the time we don't really really need it, except for background jobs or something like that that are not really possible in Flow or too complicated in in Flow. Yeah, makes sense. Now, Milan, how do you get to be a Microsoft 365 developer? What is your background? So, are you graduated from Microsoft 365 University? PHP, <laughs> Java, MySQL. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Why not? Well, I ne- I never knew what I was going to do later on. So in school, I once got a a task for a for the math course. We had a, a graphical calculator called TI84 Plus from Texas Instruments. And yeah, we had a task to make some little programs over there to calculate some mathematical stuff. And I found out that I liked it quite a lot and and, and I was better at it than other students, <laughs> to say it like that. So yeah, when I graduated from uh, secondary school, I was like, yeah, what am I going to do? Um, 
then I thought about that and uh, I said, maybe I give it a shot in IT. So, yeah, I went to do the IT studies. Um, There I chose to become a developer because I found out, yeah, infrastructure is not really something for me. I like to develop things. Um, When I got graduated there, I had to do an internship. And I also didn't know what to do as an internship. So, yeah, I did an internship at the company where I currently work in the .NET team. Um, But there they said, well, we're not looking for extra team members, but our SharePoint team, yeah, they desperately looking for more members. I was like, what the f*** is SharePoint? (laughs) Beep, 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 beep. Family (laughs) show, family (laughs) show, family show. Where's where's my beep? Is it... (laughs) You lost Yeah. There we go. So I didn't really know what SharePoint was, but yeah, I gave it a shot and yeah, I, I, I liked it quite a lot and yeah, I still stuck there. So that's how I became a uh, SharePoint slash Microsoft 365 developer. Yeah, you need to be careful. Some people have been stuck in SharePoint for more than 20 years. So, you yeah. know, so. I'm, I'm not one That's of those because I started in 2006. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I, <laughs> you, you will be very close, very close to that. Like it's three more years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, thinking of it, like it was my first, uh, ex- ex- it was the first time I was exposed to it too, 2006 and 2006. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I think that the. Years biggest uh, moment uh, on growth first and of course SharePoint Online as well and Microsoft 365 for sure but but yeah 2007 was the explosion of SharePoint demand and given the, the announcements from last week uh, I don't think we will have that much there's no fear that SharePoint is going to go away there was there was quite a lot of cool stuff in there announced in in Microsoft 365 conference so. We just need more APIs right why do why isn't every single thing and have an API I don't know so Ship it. And documentation. Um, and documentation. Yes. Switching gears a little bit. Uh, community. You are an MVP and you mentioned that you also do something with CLI for M365. Like, how did that come to be? Because, like, you didn't know what to do. You became, you tried a few things. It worked out a little. And then your inner ship in C Sharp like, didn't really pan out. So you moved to this other team. And he, like, I don't know how many MVPs we've got in total in M365 dev, Vesa, give or take. Uh, MVP is roughly is uh, you mean the developer side? Developer, yeah, yeah. I think we are under hundred, but still. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. So you are one of that selected group across the world, and then you also maintain CLI for for M sixty five. Like, how did that come to be? Um, good question. I think well, yeah. First of all, I can't really imagine my job without PMP, so it's literally everywhere. <laughs> it's everywhere. It's I everywhere. Avoid it. It's everywhere. I'm <laughs> trying there to avoid it, but yeah, it's turning a corner. Leave me alone. No, oh, Parker, no. Every single night. Parker, ah. He's anyway. standing next to my bed. <laughs> yes, exactly. Or under the bed. Under the bed. Yeah, so. Yeah. but yeah a few years ago uh i was developing uh, a web art um and i was using the 
date picker component of the PMP SPFX components because I needed some more advanced stuff than was provided with a fluent UI framework. Um, and yeah, I, there was missing a feature back then. The There was no feature that you could set a, a max date and a minimal date. And I really needed yep. it for my customer. So I created an issue on GitHub saying, hey, I need a max date and a minimal date. Can anybody, ha can anybody help me? But yeah, unfortunately, there was not much response <laughs> coming on that issue. So yeah, I worked my way around it. But a few months later, I was thinking like, yeah, if I just learn how to contribute to these repositories, then next time I can fix it myself. Yep, so yeah, I I started with uh, with some repositories, um, and I didn't focus to one. I I did as much as I can. So I contributed to the SPFX components, to the uh, property components, the CLI, PMP PowerShell, uh, sample webpors, all these repositories, and I started to really enjoy it because yeah the the gratefulness you get from people that you're helping is literally worth it. So yeah, that's how I rolled into it. And then I realized that yeah, the, the, the CLI repository was my favorite one because it was very active and well-structured. So I really liked it. Uh, I put most of my time in that one. Um, and then yeah, last summer, Waldeck reached out to me asking me to become a maintainer. So was very honored back then and still not anymore <laughs> yeah so <laughs> not anymore, yes. still, like, the only thing it's expired on wednesday so yeah, exactly <laughs> it was nice for a day but uh, <laughs> Good. no i'm still honored now as well so yeah that's how i rolled into it now, there was a few things, actually, which I want to come back on that journey. That journey is actually good to test it out with what other projects were, uh, where you contributed. And that's actually a good sign on having a project which is, let's say, consistent and having the crit of actually following up on the issues, everything else, encourages then people to come involved, um, which requires a commitment. It, it certainly requires a commitment um, to, you know, help people to onboard and, and then scale. So... First, it was Waldeck, then it was a few others, and then it grew to be CLI for yeah. Microsoft 365. So it's just exactly. a good example. But there's also an interesting point, right? And maybe that's also a tip or a lesson for, for others. Like, you first were exposed to CLI and other projects that we, that we, that we have in PMP uh, as a visitor, a user, contributor, and now you get to be on the other side, maintaining and being actually the person who welcomes others. Like, how did yep. that how did you experience that switch to from seeing you know the external part of it to being on the the internal side and now seeing like basically the kitchen like how everything is being cooked and prepped and being in charge of a few few areas well it was quite a big change actually because when i was just contributing to the cli I thought, well, it was just a bunch of people that do stuff in their free time, but yeah, there's a lot more in the yeah in the background going on. We have uh, a whole uh, yeah project running in the background on uh, on Basecamp where we keep track of everything. We chat with each other. We have meetings. So 
there's a lot of time involved there. Uh, and that's something that people don't always see, I guess, and know. Yep. Um, but yeah, the, there's a lot of time. I spend a lot of time. <laughs> <laughs> but why why do you do that? Why do you spend a lot of time on it? What's the what's the reward? First Are we all, paying I for just... you? No, just of course I know the <laughs> storyline. <laughs> First of all, I just enjoy doing it, so I always yep. keep learning every day. Um, so it's it's nice if you do these kind of things that you you learn about new APIs, about things you didn't know yet about Microsoft 365. Uh, you get different visions, um, and it was. I also feel it's some kind of duty for me because I used PMP so many years without actually giving something back. So, yeah, I feel it as some kind of duty that now I have to do something back to to other people. Um, yeah, it's just the IT world. If you see on on Google, there's so much information and tools available for free. Imagine if everyone just said, "Nah, I'm not going to do it." The world would be terrible. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. Now let's go back in time. You you said that uh, you actually said it really well that you it took you a while to figure out how do you start contributing uh, in GitHub and how do you how do you contribute and how do you fork and all of that stuff. Uh, where did you learn how to do that? Is there was there a way of doing that? And what would be the tips for somebody? Because I think that is the major barrier for a lot yeah. of time for people to actually contribute and getting a bit more closely involved. I totally understand that because I also didn't have much experience in GitHub. But um, yeah, first of all, there is a, a PMP uh, call you can attend uh, where people are telling you how to use GitHub, how to fork repositories, how to contribute. Um, I didn't attend it myself because I wanted to yeah, figure it out myself. Um, but in fact, it's not that hard, of course. We are also building um, uh, at CLI for Microsoft 365 and uh, yeah, a contributor's guideline where everything is very detailed, written out, uh, JC is working on it. So I think things like this will help a lot. And also, yeah, yeah I think every every uh, repository has a getting started guide. So I think with these things, it will probably work out. It's not that hard. All beginnings are hard yeah, for yes. me as well, but you'll manage. I think it's the, for sure it's the courage courage of trying yeah. and then failing potentially and then learning and trying again and then succeeding. So yes, I think that's part of the IT. Uh, so and that that comes to be the experience and that's why Baldak is growing gray hair as well. You know because you know, <laughs> experience, right? Well, <laughs> yes, it's, it is experience of sorts. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, but yeah, it's also. Like depending on on person, right? Like some folks are really perfectly fine. Like you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna do something. If it works out, it works out. If it doesn't work out, well then then I will learn from that, right? But there's also yep. a group of folks who really feel you know the pressure of working and failing potentially in the open. And many of the things that we run in community 
are pretty big and are being used a lot. So like yep. you, you don't want to be the person who breaks the build and breaks the tool for yeah. everyone else, right? So yeah. that is kind of like uh am I am I ready yet to you know, to do a PR or do a release? Well, yes you are. And if you like so it's a part of the folks who run the the project to create that that environment and culture of like uh Yes, like people will try and probably people will fail and it's perfectly fine. Like we will find ways around it, right? So yep. having that is a critical aspect of it to be able to grow it beyond yourself because otherwise you will be always stuck with your team and it's just, you know, a matter of time before people, I don't know, their interests change or their personal thing will change and they will move on. So you don't want to be, you know, the last person on the ship and they're like, okay, so who's going to steer it now? True. Right. True. So, so it's 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 a really key part to keep thinking about, like, how can we bring on more folks? How can we create a place where people can learn and grow? And one thing that we saw in CLI is that, uh, yes, it's a tool. It's a tool that folks can use for work to automate stuff. But there's also this other aspect to it, which is, like, for many folks, it's their first experience with open source. Yes. Yeah. So it's kind of our job to ensure that that experience is awesome because it's kind of like you know the make or break like yep. how they will work in open source and whether they will come back or not right so yep. and sure you know like of course it's not like that if they will have a bad experience with us that you know they will never take another chance but it just be you know this extra hurdle for them to go through again to give it give it another shot whereas if we do our job right it's that much more of a chance that they will stick and they yep. will have a great place where on in which they, they can also be a part, right? So sure. it's also this aspect to it that I think is also really cool. Or learn another place where they can be a part of. But again, the initial, you know, the experience has been first positive. Experience, so, yeah, yeah. And that has a huge, huge impact. Um, so... Um, especially in open source and and of course in IT and 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 it's uh, for many people we as a Microsoft employee as me and Valdek Valdek now you are a Microsoft employee been for years already, but it's it's kind of our responsibility on also making this this fine uh, as a first experience because it impacts even on the image of the company right definitely. So, Definitely. Which is which is kind of one of those things which we don't necessarily even think about that much, but we represent the company. It's just part of the, yes, and the it's model. It's not just a so. company like a small shop around the corner, you know, where if things yeah. don't work out well, we close, we change the name, we put new banner on that. Hey, we're a new yep. company. Like, no, 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 uh, no. I can like, I can reboot the Microsoft 365 anytime if I want. So it's right here under the table. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course you can. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And then you That's know, like the moment you will do it, like the whole energy, like power goes down <laughs> everywhere. And you're like, Vesa, what did you do now? That's why we have the new nuclear plant in Finland. Come on. So, yeah. <laughs> the nuclear basically your uh, basement, right? The, the <laughs> nuclear plant. <laughs> True. Anyway, um, now uh, let's see. What, what anything um, just bit out of the the context of the open source and your work? Anything interesting and what you've run into or tested out recently, uh, Milan, on on Microsoft 365? What's what's the latest? Like, oh, this is really cool. I need to have a look on this and how can I implement stuff on it? Two letters. A I. Yeah. Um, yeah, tough question. 
I've seen some stuff at uh, the MVP summit that sounds interesting to me, but yeah, I can't say much about it, of course. Sure, sure. NDA. We can do it. We can do it. You know. <laughs> no. No. Don't, don't tempt him. No. <laughs> but um, yeah. I don't know. There's not coming something to my mind about Microsoft 365 for the moment. Um, but for CLI, for example, yeah, I said we we're also always learning about new APIs and stuff. And now yeah. we're also migrating to another uh, site generator, which is quite cool in my opinion. Um, so we're moving from MK Docs to Docosaurus, which is much more flexible and stuff and based on javascript um so yeah i learned a lot from uh, these kind of things um yeah and and i keep learning every day it's it's quite cliche but it's the truth <laughs> no, i think that's the that there is but that's exactly the thing right like like open doors are open door for a reason yeah yeah. Right. It's exactly that. Like you know, it's it's a common thing. Well, because it's like for a reason. Like yes, that's that's important part. Like the moment you stop learning, well, everything gets maybe boring. time for a change, right? So yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Now, uh, from a timing perspective, what's happening this week? Anything interesting um, for you, Milan? Let's start with you. Um. Well, on the GitHub perspective, working on a new release of CLI, the V6.8, if I recall it correctly. Yep. Um, yeah, the, the migration of the, the docs from CLI uh, is also something I'll be working on. Um, and this weekend, going to a concert. <laughs> Which one? Sabaton. It's a Sabaton. Swedish metal group. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. Mm. Nice. That's They're where? coming to Belgium. Oh, cool. in Belgium. Cool. Cool. Nice. Cool. What about you, Waldek? Anything interesting this week? Ah, uh, always, always. So last week we announced the uh, Microsoft Graph DevEx Early Adopter Initiative, where we yep. uh, we recognized folks who provide us with feedback around the tools and SDKs that that we build. So that is active. So we are actively looking around, having our eyes and ears everywhere for folks who are sharing with us early product feedback about the few uh, products that we, we we released recently. So that is one thing. On Wednesday, we're going to announce another really cool thing. So stay tuned. If you are a dev, we hope that you will like it. Uh, it's going to be something really cool. And you can already earmark your calendars at the first two weeks of june so don't plan anything there like if you have vacations or like cancel everything i'm on a vacation i'm sure that you are you're around for the first two weeks of june uh because it will be really really cool so more uh about that coming on wednesday um what else is there um there's the ongoing war so um towards the end of may may 22 or yeah 2022 through 24 I will be in Germany speaking at ECS, the European Collaboration yep. Summit. Uh, 
and I'm doing preps for the talk that I will give together with Gavin uh, around the Microsoft Graph Developer Proxy and how you can use that to basically test your code. Like, how will your code respond to uh, failures in APIs and especially errors that are really elusive, like throttling, rate limiting, and all that. And personally, I find, you know, like the geek in me is on. I find it so cool to experiment with all different things like behaviors and and simulating that and also thinking of ways like how can I show it to folks like rendering live charts of the request and fail requests and like this is this is so freaking cool like you know the kid in me is on and I'm like how I can I can do stuff like it's really cool I'm breaking stuff so <laughs> I'm experimenting a lot with that and then they're just you and know, you're part of the keynote as well so we need to work yes, on that as well so yes Yes, exactly. So I will be <laughs> basically learning from you, Vessel, like putting my tentacles everywhere. Like I will be there and I will be there and I will be doing this and you know, doing that. So, yeah, so trying to balance it all out so that I can still, still yeah. keep track of all of that because it's so, so cool. But it takes a lot of time, you know, just to keep track of all these t- things. Uh, sure, sure. On my side, uh, I think we can spill the beans. We will be releasing a uh, new version of SharePoint Framework tomorrow, uh, on which is today when this is coming out. Um, it's a bit controversial, actually, so it's going to be 1.17.2. Um, there is a, <laughs> uh, a there was a really nasty uh, dependency chains uh, update uh, on, a, on a Fluent, which broke uh, the default scaffolding in SPFX, mm-hmm. um, which is like, oh, that's interesting. So somebody did a uh, really nasty backward, not compatible chains, uh, which is then causing anybody who had a dependency on the package uh, a breaking chains, which is like, no, don't do this. So we need to address that, of course. Um, it's, and it, it's one of these things, again, it's not in the SPFX, which messed up, but you know that's where it's being surfaced. So uh, we need to exactly. fix that and do a deep dependency, actual version dependency. And then we're going to actually address a few additional issues, which were not really issues as part of 1.17, but things which we have already fixed. Um, so nice. the team is actually nice. looking into having more frequent versions. So 1.17.3 might be coming up with additional fixes, not that we would need it for fixing 1.17 stuff. No, no, additional fixes before there's yeah. going to be another major version. So, so which is actually a, a good mental mindset. Rather than wait three months for getting something fixed, let's get it out because why not? We so, ship a version every month, and we exactly. ship sometimes two versions a day. Like whenever yes, we're absolutely. ready, we're ready. The train <laughs> exactly. is going. You hop on it exactly. and you're out. Exactly. 100%. But yeah, so that's taking time. Easiest is taking time for sure. Community stuff. And then I need to catch up on what, what on earth happened last week. Uh, it doesn't matter Nothing. if you're trying to stay up to date Nothing on my trip when you're traveling on a business trip. It's just impossible. It's just absolutely impossible. Uh, when you have, well, I had two workshops, two sessions, uh, AMA and a keynote last week. So that's what quite was a lot. The TLDR, you know, the atmosphere on the on the floor. Like, what was the excitement around N sixty five SharePoint Teams development, ProDev? Obviously, the, the AI stuff, uh, the open AI, inter- AI integration and, and co-pilot integrations across the board, and a lot of excitement on that uh, because it, it increases the productivity of the end users. So everybody will be more productive. Uh, and, I, uh, and of course, a lot of, lot of excitement related on the new UX and the new experiences for SharePoint because we cannot do a complete revamp. Like Jeff Deeper said last week, this is the biggest UI announcement whenever, ever in SharePoint, which True. Uh, now, that will gradually be then visible in the product, and 
that opens up a new opportunities um, because the, it's not like global intranets are going to go away. Uh, it's that's not the case because we need to share information and news and articles and and all of that stuff. So and handle the swing. Yeah, it, I think it's a bit. Of, yes, exactly. We're it's, it's, no, we're not. We, we're, yes. we're on this. No, we're not. <laughs> yes, that's true. That's yeah. true. It's it's always we've seen this in this so many times. And being on Microsoft 365 or Microsoft, let's say cloud now for what 20 years, well, like for you as well, 20, 25 years. So, so, so kind of a see so Microsoft cloud 20 years ago. No, well, but Microsoft Technologies, but you can yeah. kind of see always that now it's here and okay, that's that's so legacy. This is the new thing. Oh, this is the cool thing. Oh, that's so legacy. This is the new thing. And you're like, you know, we did this five years. Okay, fine. Again, we'll go oh, there. It's so. different now. It's different. <laughs> yes. Now it's better. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I guess that's part of the experience as well. So kind of seeing the same trends and and like like well, we've seen this this changing. Of course, the the ultimate, let's say, the bigger direction, like being in cloud, obviously will not go away. We're not going to go back in on prem. That's not going to happen. But <laughs> you know, the behavioral things in a individual level and they swing you know, on a, one side to another. You mentioned, are, you, mentioned, you mentioned there are a few things. Like recently, there was there was a, a, a whole discussion, like. I think there was even last week there was an announcement that um, Amazon v- Video Prime, like they moved from cloud to on-prem too, I think, or even from the monolith. So I don't know if they moved from uh, cloud to on-prem, but they, I think they moved from uh, microservices to monolith. Monolith, yeah, so oh, that's a classic. A bigger <laughs> shift, like there was a company that hosts uh, Basecamp and Hey, and they also moved from the cloud to on-prem. And basically, you know, they shared openly the savings that they make in money. And that. So yeah. it's, it's yeah. an interesting time to see, like, there was a big, big, big hype to everybody to the cloud. Yes, and, and microservices. Like, exactly. And now people are like, well, you really need that on our scale? Yeah. And, like, yeah. what, what what would mean, like, 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 because cloud is, like, it has the benefits, but yep. it isn't cheap. Yeah. Right? So... Like there are there are, there are pros and cons to everything, so it w- it's interesting. Again, pendulum swing to follow. Like, yes. huh? We yes. were all in now, and we're kind of like that. Uh, like people are Can seeing I- this other side to it, so it's interesting. And definitely the microservices versus monoliths, monoliths uh, is, it's an interesting dilemma because the microservices kind of makes sense. We've got a completely different discussion again. But uh, the problem with microservices quite often comes that they're always thinking on a future. So let's maximize the reusability of this code and, and deploy that as a microservice. But that actually means more costs. Uh, comparing to the monolith uh, architecture, which is really focused on delivering what we need today, rather than being readiness on scale and potentially reuse that in in in, in other locations. And if the cost impact is like 50% more to do microservices, wait a minute. So if, if economical situation is what it is, so we need to save 50%. So let's actually reduce and simplify and make just what we need today, rather than thinking always like, well, yeah. maybe in three years, this might be something else. Well, is it? Do we really want to now spend the money on it? Maybe it will yeah. be in three years. Plus, so, how can you know already now what it's going to exactly. be in three years, especially exactly. in IT, uh, right, where yeah. things change a lot. Like three years back, I don't know. Yeah, three years back, who would have thought other than the uh, AI folks that there would be Chad GPT and you would be able to prompt your way through True. your work? True, true. 
And and who would have thought that the whole Facebook metaverse thing was completely? <laughs> yes, <laughs> I didn't like it from the day one. I admit it all. Openly. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But it was a, such a huge push and a huge like this oh, is yeah. going to be the next big thing. If you're yeah, not on board it, on board with this, you're going to lose. And blockchain. And oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The yes. Web three and Web four and Web five oh, and yeah. whatever. So <laughs> yeah. this is going to disrupt all of the industries. Yes, on that bombshell, having covered all of the key keywords, buzzwords. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Anyways, sorry, Milan. This happens every okay. now and then as well. Like, <laughs> 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 but yeah, thank it you, Milan. Like it's my fault. <laughs> Fair point. So thank you, Milan, for joining on the on the discussion. Really cool to have you on the show. Um, congratulations on the MVP. Nine months is is relatively new still, and and thank you for awesome work related on the CLI for Microsoft 365. And we will actually have pretty soon. I'm watching the Discord. We'll have some news not related on Discord for uh, all up Microsoft 365 and Power Platform community as well. So let's see if that's that's going well. Um, that's something what Milan has been uh, setting up with JC, which is awesome. Among so other things. Among <laughs> other things, yes, absolutely. absolutely. But thank you, Milan, for joining. Really, really cool. Thank Cheers. you for having me. Thank you, buddy. See ya. Bye. Excellent. Thank you, Milan, one more time for joining on the on the BMP Weekly. Really cool to have a discussion. And it's always cool to hear those stories related on um, the open source efforts, which we've been pushing. Um, so BMP is everywhere, right? So... <laughs> Oh yeah, there, another one. There. Oh, oh my god. Wow. <laughs> no. But um I guess we've been able to do something good, right, Malik? Um uh, on the on the tourist journey line. So press here for PMP. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That is where do I have something on PMP? Oh, oh I remember. I remember Yeah, so digging um, in his backpack trying to find And I I Parker the hockey player PMP. Yeah, hockey player Parker. That's a collectible. So it is? Yeah. Yeah, so it's actually interesting with that well, I've been using the same bag for like quite a few years because I love it. Uh, it's just the right size to put an iPad and, and noise cancellations and everything else. But then I always find, hey, what sticker is this? Wow, this is like eight years ago or whatever. MCM. <laughs> yeah. Well, we yeah, I have those you somewhere have as well. back then, right? <laughs> we did. We did. We did. Okay. okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's actually jump on the, <laughs> on the articles of this week. <clears throat> a bit of a random discussion again. So uh, even... Similar kind of setup as as with Milan, so that's um, you know monolith and microservices. <laughs> yes, I'll be the monolith. You'll be no. Um, yes. <laughs> well, if it's Microsoft, of course it's microservices. Hello. Now let's Hello. actually. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Anyway, so let's start with a, uh, we had on the Microsoft 365 conference, we announced a lot of, lot of cool uh, announcements related on SharePoint, OneDrive, Microsoft List, and, and related technologies. And the primary article was this one from Jeff Deeper, which has welcomed the new era of SharePoint and OneDrive in Microsoft 365. A lot of, lot of, lot of, lot of great announcements related on SharePoint uh, AI, SharePoint Copilot with SharePoint. SharePoint, let's see if I can actually find the Copilot in SharePoint. Yes, that's how the, you should be doing that, not SharePoint Copilot. Because it's co-pilot and, it's and also SharePoint. Also, not co-pilot with capital P in SharePoint no, no. lower P. Yes, yes, that's good to. Yes, 
Um, and and I think there was a lot of lot of cool announcements. I think the Copilot is for sure the coolest thing ever uh, because you can basically uh, ask the Copilot to create you content. So you can even upload a PowerPoint presentation and say, give me a default structure on this page based on this. Or you can say, I would like to have these kind of things. Give me a structure and it will generate that for you. And I love the fact that you can always say, well, Give me another one. Give me another one. Give me another one. Give me another one. Because you know, uh, taking advantage of oh, that looks good. Let me use that one. And that's pretty cool. So that's pretty pretty awesome. Uh, and also, we are uh, doing a complete revamp of the UX uh, on SharePoint online uh, for Microsoft 365. So, just of, of course, not for on-premises, but for SharePoint online, which is part of Microsoft 365. And you will have much more flexibility of expressing your brand and experiences and in the UX level. So, really, really cool stuff. Absolutely brilliant, brilliant stuff. And some of the stuff, for example, we are introducing a brand center for SharePoint among other things, uh, custom forms and all of that will be then available centrally manageable uh, for you to control within the whole setup, which is really, really cool. A lot of, lot of other stuff as well. So a lot of announcements. So a lot of announcements uh, across the whole stack. So really, really cool functionality. So, so please have a look on exact details in there. Now, this is from the Microsoft 365 blog as well. And this is about the small and medium businesses. What's with this? Exactly, right? So it's about um, this this interesting part uh, where how can small businesses use N365 to take payments through that, right? So, so there's this interesting aspect of how can you make AI basically work for you, but there's also this payment aspect to it, I think. I think we talk about that, right? So, so it's, it's, it's twofold, right? Like, like one, we talk about the AI for SMB, like as a small uh, companies, how can you use the power of, of AI to work more effectively? And then another yep. one is, how can you use the Teams payment app to basically ensure that, that you are being paid? And there's a really yep. also interesting thing, like how can you use the payment providers combined it through Teams and so forth and so on to basically yep. simplify your setup? If you like. Yeah, absolutely. And all about that Microsoft 365 is definitely not only for enterprises. It is for small and mid-size, and there's an offerings and capabilities there as well. The payment app doesn't necessarily make sense if you are a massive enterprise customer, but it makes sense if you're a small, uh, small mid-sized customer and having, for example, using the teams for engagement, then we can say, now, well, that you will need to pay uh, for me to continue this discussion, or I will let's agree the details and, and you need to pay advance and then you can actually do that in teams that's yeah. actually pretty cool that that's really really cool setup now related on the future uh oh so this is for the microsoft 365 future of customer support creativity in customer support and interview with chat at gpt so basically again on the ai including the a or using the ai to to provide additional details and how that can actually support uh, or help us to provide support uh, within the Microsoft 365 areas as well. Um, this is kind of a side discussion with Ross Smith and a chat GPT, but that's actually pretty, pretty cool. So, so having a discussion, how can you help? How can we do? How can we go to the options and, and show the flexibility of chat GPT as well? So really, really cool. Now on the other announcements, so we, we did announce a lot of stuff related to Microsoft lists uh, on last week in the Microsoft 365 conference as well. Uh, so an update on the existing roadmap items and new capabilities. And I think that's pretty sweet as well. So we have a co-offering uh, in place within the Microsoft lists. 
so that's that's pretty sweet that is really cool that is so so like in a past you would you would log basically the whole row whereas now yes. you can i think added the same item and then it's locked locked per column right so yes and you can see who else is actually editing and what within the within the uh, list as well. So the, which is sweet. Um, it's it's just the the UX level extensibility in browsers is just going leaps and leaps forward. Um, how easy it is to do these things uh, nowadays. So really really cool, and how it increases the productivity of the of the users. And this one is really interesting as well. So we will enable you to create custom forms so within the Microsoft lists. So you're able to design your custom thing. form. So how does that? How does that? One hundred percent to Microsoft Form, which you <laughs> yes, can also add to a list. Which is yes, like, uh... absolutely. So, and and that was actually a question in AMA uh, in the Las Vegas as well. So, because why are we introducing additional capabilities and things? And this is this is typical, uh, quite typical how we do things in Microsoft. We we introduce capabilities and we test additional tooling, not necessarily competing toolings, um, but it's a it's a complementary tool, additional option to create a custom form, and then you as a user can select what is the, which is one is the one which which you would like to use. It, this makes sense. At the same time, it would actually make sense to have similar kind of integration with Microsoft Forms. So auto create me a form for this list, but that's a different organization, and and that moment it gets complicated. So yeah. let's see, let's see what's the future in here, what's the future in Microsoft Forms. So really, really yeah, cool. And you can send it, this form to be available for anonymously filled in really? as well. So which ah. is really, really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now it might makes even like even more interesting. Like when would you use which one? And I think maybe yes, that exactly. depends on, exactly. well, it depends. What else would you want to do with the data you capture or what are kind Correct. of the options that you want to expose? Correct. So it would be definitely interesting to see how it all works, right? Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. A lot cool. of, lot of cool stuff. Uh, we cannot go through all of the announcements uh, because there's so many of them from last week. Yeah. Super cool week uh, from that perspective. Now, on the content management security, this is basically Microsoft Syntax is let's say, overarching name. A lot of announcements there as well. Uh, a lot of capabilities announcements from last week on different features uh, as well uh, and options and, and things. Uh, I know that there's going to be still more announcements on this area or related areas actually in Build as well. So it's with this is not that yet. So Build is coming pretty soon in two weeks and we'll, we'll share more additional details um, in many areas. What's new in Microsoft Teams? Again, monthly summary. Uh, these are really good, right, Valdek? Exactly, right. It's a it's a one-stop shop for you to have an easy way to catch up across the board. Like, what have we updated in Teams? And we're doing this, this for Teams. We're doing this for SharePoint. We're doing that for Power Apps, if I'm not mistaken. So yep. it's a really, really great effort from all of these groups to basically have a summary overview of hey, these are the, the new things. And basically from there, you can go more in depth if they have additional articles around it. But at least you have this one place to go to to basically skim and see what are the interesting things relevant to you. Yep, absolutely. Really, really cool. Now, similar kind of things with SharePoint. SharePoint roadmap, as, as Waldek mentioned, April 2023 update. 
And in SharePoint Sitemark, typically also includes the IntraZone roadmap and monthly summary there. This time, uh, it is a chat with Ben Trulav. Uh, ben is a principal designer in Microsoft focused on Microsoft lists. Uh, so he's been around for a long time as well. But a lot of, lot of, uh, in, in the SharePoint one, we actually talk about a lot of the other announcements as well. For example, in Microsoft Viva and other settings and announcements. So a lot of, lot of cool things uh, across the Microsoft 365 uh, for a wave leader content platforms. Uh-huh. Cool. A lot of, lot of cool stuff there. And then we had the update from Anna Hamid related on the UX and the other announcements. So this is kind of a follow-up on what Jeff did. We covered that first, and then Adam is reporting to Jeff Deeper uh, and owns the SharePoint and some of the Viva modules. And in here, he is basically listing all of the capabilities and, and with previews, for example, what we're going to do with SharePoint start page and, and this this lot of, lot of cool stuff um, and how the Copilot actually works. And I can start creating sites using Copilot and then Copilot creates the site for me uh, based on the, for example, PowerPoint presentation and adds to needed people as a manager. You just execute and that's it and magical things happen. It's just yeah. really, 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 really cool. So Yeah, and I awesome think like the uh, question everybody will have, like, when? Yeah. Well, there's two questions. We talked about this one in AMA as well. AMA was on the on the on the last day or above one of the last days of the conference. There's two main questions related on uh, all of the last week's now announcements. One question is when, and second question is why so long? <laughs> How much? How? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Yes. Which is fair, and and we will absolutely share more details uh, as we continue rolling out on on the features and capabilities. So, which is really really cool. Now, announcing Microsoft Craft early out of the recognition program. What is this, Walter? So we build, like at Microsoft, we build many things, and one of the the places where we build things is the uh, developer experience for Microsoft Graph, being the API to Microsoft 365. In there, we build tools, tools and SDKs for developers and admins, and we want to learn more. What What's working? Where can we improve? So with that, we launched a program that we hope will um, encourage you all to reach out to us and basically tell us what's working, what's working for you, where we could improve it, and basically in return, uh, like we appreciate the feedback and we will use it to to improve all these tools and SDK. But also additional thing that we want to do in return is to give you a digital badge that you, you'll be able to then add to the place where you have the badges from your exams and basically show everybody that you work with us and you care about quality of all the different tools that we build for millions of folks across the world. Really, really cool. Thank you for that. And good looking patch as well. Great, great, great community patches are always good. Now, Microsoft Craft uh, Data Connect pricing updates and update related on uh, on there. Uh, Microsoft Craft Data Connect has a price on it uh, because you are actually using an API to access human humongous amount of data. Um, and then there are updates on that one. If you're using it, have a look on what is actually the impact and, and where the prices are moving, slightly depending on, on what kind of scenarios you're using it for. Um, then there was an update related on the Craft Developer Proxy. Yes, absolutely. So last uh, week, we released a new version of Microsoft Graph Developer Proxy with a um, few improvements. So we didn't 
do anything big yet. We have a few things that are coming soon, but we used kind of the, the cadence that we've got for the releases to improve a few things and make it easier for you to work with. So we did some small adjustments on, on the UI. We did some small adjustments around the, the config and basically it's a new version for you to take advantage of and test how your app will react to these really ephemeral API errors like throttling and things like rate, rate limiting because otherwise it's really hard to tell. And the last thing you want to do is for your app to break in broad. So definitely give it a try and test your apps. Yep, absolutely. Really, really cool stuff. Then we had an update from Power App side on April 2023. Feature update again, a similar kind of a monthly update. So what's actually included within the last month and references on all of the other blog posts. So really, really cool way of doing things as well. Thank you, uh, Clay Visionary, on that one. On the Microsoft 365 Power Platform community blog, we had an update from Louisa Fries on the Teams Toolkit Cloud Skills Challenge. Um, so there was a 3,000 people uh, involved in there. And then there's a select the group of winners related on the things uh, the, related on their contributions, right? What they actually built and, and contributed. Yes. Nope. Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. There's a lot of, lot of, uh, thank you, Luisa, on, on executing on this one. Really, really cool stuff as well. And then there was a CLI for Microsoft 365 6.7 released last week as well. Correct. So again, following the, the monthly kindness that we, we have, uh, we're releasing a new version of CLI for Microsoft 365, which is the cross-platform, cross-shell command line tool that allows you to manage your Microsoft 365 uh, tenant and SPFX projects. And in this version, we have a few updates. So we have two new commands and then also some improvements, like one of them being a long-standing item that we had, which is the support for non-public clouds, like the GCC, GCC High, and so forth and so on. So if you work in that area, you can now use CLI for Microsoft 365 too. So other than that, there are a few more adjustments. So definitely check out the announcement post and then also check the link of the full release notes that we've got for the release. Yep, really, really cool. Thank you, Martin, on doing that. And then Martin actually had this one on his own blog, which is automating poor view data retention using Azure Functions. And that's actually really, really cool stuff as well. And this is part of a larger series related on the APIs and labels and, and all of that stuff um, and a longer let's say, learning exercise on, on reading things. If you're looking into data classification and labeling and purview usage, really, really cool series. Thank you, Martin, on that one. Then we had a uh, article from Marcus Miller. Thank you, Marcus, also being incredibly consistent related on uh, blocking and sharing your expertise. And this is authentication and actually automation with managed identity on SharePoint and Microsoft Graph. Really typical scenario, actually. So. Definitely, definitely. Like the last thing you want to do is to store your password somewhere. And this scenario is really great because it allows you to avoid that. So build really yes. secured app that you really use all of the abilities that you have available in Microsoft Cloud, right? To connect all the different services you've got with APIs and so forth and so on. So really, really interesting article for everybody who wants to do things right. Absolutely. Really, really cool. Thank you, Marcus, on that one. Then we have an article from uh, Hari Priya Dhal. 
uh, if I get the, the name correctly, uh, SPFX upload file to SharePoint document library with metadata and a complex, complete example, and quite long actually article, and together with a video where where he walks through uh, how to do this and how we get the metadata in and and what could be the form and uploading the file as well. So really really cool stuff. That that's the custom form, and then we're uploading file which is being associated to that form. So thank you, Hari Priya, uh, on that one. Really really cool stuff. Three videos. Uh, first of all, AC is publishing his video series. This um, a bit of a different kind of videos. These are intentionally long, but basically there are chapters within here. So these are part of the the older let's say training package, which we used to have for the MS600. And as the MS600 certification no longer exists or it's getting dropped, um, he is publishing that training material now for free in internet. And that's actually really, really cool. So actually there's a lot of, lot of training material available from AC on that. Exactly, because just the fact that there is no exam, it doesn't mean that you don't need to know this stuff. And this is Correct. very important stuff because it's off. So it's fundamental thing for everything you build on Microsoft Cloud, right? So these are really, really invaluable things. And and AC is a great tutor, right? So it's awesome, yes. awesome, awesome to learn from him. And these things being free, that is just just a goldmine. Yes, absolutely. And and he has already released uh, the short learning SharePoint SPFX app development and Office add-ins and Teams development. And then this one is the latest, which is the Azure AD app registration because you need, well, it all starts with an Azure AD app, right? So exactly, exactly. And then we have Shane Young uh, making dynamic updates with Power Apps our do until loop. So basically a implementation details and technical details. How can we do a do until loops within the Power Apps? Thank you, Shane, on that one. Cool. That's it for this week. Uh, so a lot of, lot of announcements from the Microsoft 365 conference and related announcements. Uh, build is coming pretty soon as well. Uh, so it's been a really busy week, uh, sorry, month. Spring, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of announcements. So, which is really cool. Cross the stack from end users to developers to all of that across all of the different features. So, super, super cool stuff. Totally. We already went through what's going to happen this week. I guess that's it for this then. So long and thanks for all the fish. Sounds good. And uh, thank you, Milan, one more time for joining uh, today for the discussion. Thank you, Waldek. You're awesome you, as always. <laughs> thanks, everybody, for watching and listening. We'll be back See within a week. week. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.